as you allow these feelings, these contractions to emerge, you set the general intention to relax them. You allow them to be there. You bring your mindfulness and your kindness, the gentleness, the patience, the sense of humor to that pain. You stay with it, setting the intention to stay with it for a while. If it's too much, back away, do something else, talk to somebody, whatever. But as you stay with it, create space, ventilating that issue, then the insights will emerge. Welcome to Natural Tendencies. I'm your host, Rick Braden. Join us as we hear the real issues affecting real people that truly and deeply impact their work performance. Anxiety, depression, conflict, marital problems, trauma, grief, and loss. Right here, right now, right on! Fat, stupid, and ugly. That's how she saw herself. So, quite some time ago, I was working with a lady that was probably, well, not probably, she was one of the most physically beautiful women that I've ever known. And she was also bright, witty, great sense of humor. And yet, in her internal world, in her reality, she saw herself as fat, stupid, and ugly. So I was working her, working with her one day at New Light Counseling, which is a practice I had in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, more than two decades ago. And at the time I had a clinical supervisor, his name was Jeff Hamilton, and he was supervising me and he often observed our sessions behind a one-way mirror. And on this particular day I had a supervision session with Jeff and I was talking to her, we're talking to him about this woman and described that she believed she was um, fat, stupid, and ugly. And that I believed that she was beautiful, bright, and just a delightful person. And Jeff stared at me for a second, and then he said the following words. She's right, and you're wrong. She's right, and you're wrong. (laughs) And then he left. Jeff often did this sort of thing, speaking to me in riddles and Cohen's. <laughs> so, left me to sort of contemplate and reflect on what he had said. And then after some time I realized, you know, it doesn't really matter what I think. If she sees herself that way, if that's the worldview that exists in her heart, then that's what she's going to experience. So, all suffering, 
according to some of the ancient texts, is the result of wrong view. Let me say that again. All suffering is the result of wrong view. What is wrong view? Well, in modern therapy circles, we could call that false beliefs. Wrong view are simply false beliefs that we hold. And when we hold these beliefs deep inside, sometimes they're conscious, sometimes they're unconscious. But if we're hurting, if we're really hurting, it's so helpful to get to the root of that suffering. And so many times when we do, we'll find that there's a deep wrong view there. And we'll often experience that through our symptoms, whether those symptoms be anxiety, lack of joy, depression, anger, critical sort of nature, all of these kind of things. So as I'm working with this person or with anybody, it's so important to understand the story you're telling yourself or what are you believing? And is that belief system aligned with the reality of things as they are, with the truth of things as they are. And so often our emotional structures or our emotional struggles will often have their basis in the body. You may experience some tightness in the back or neck chronic neck pain, knee pain, all sorts of things. I'm not saying this is always the case, that physical pain is a result of psychological problems, but the mind and the body are deeply interconnected. And as we hold these wrong views, something else that's profoundly interesting and a bit tragic is that they become obscurations. They become like filters. And so let's return to our story of, of my patient. Well, she believed that she was fat, ugly, and stupid. And so because of that, anything that showed up in her life, whether it be a TV show with a beautiful actress or anybody who said the slightest criticism to her, that would trigger these kind of feelings. And, and because they supported who she was in her mind. But anything that came out that was in opposition to those views, like you're pretty smart, whatever, she simply could not allow to sink in. So many of us have a hard time receiving compliments. Why? That's a great question. What is it? and my thinking that does not allow me to accept a compliment. So as we hold these wrong views deep inside of us, they create these filters, they create these obscurations that only allow us to see the world in accordance with what we believe. So if what we believe is right and wholesome and true and pure, then that's what we're going to experience a lot of in the world. 
if we hold these beliefs that are opposing to that, that are dark, sinister, just hard on ourselves, then that's what we're going to experience in our external reality and the people we interact with and the way we see nature, anything. So let's say that you have a lot of personal struggles like we all do and you're not experiencing a level of joy that you would like to which is probably true of all of us at the end of the day we all want to be happy it comes down to what are we doing to be happy what habits do we have what belief systems do we have that are either contributing to or taking away from our happiness So, as a critical step, I think it's always so important to identify an obscuration or a blockage. And you may not at first be able to identify the underlying belief, but you can start to identify areas in your body, in your physical body, that may be experiencing some level of distress. You may notice, for example, your shoulders are tight. Well, that's a great start, just recognizing anything in the body that's contracted because the body and the mind are meant to flow naturally. Everything in nature is designed to flow naturally. I I love watching babies because when something's hurting them, they're hungry, they're, they're scared, they're frustrated. The emotions are immediately there. And they make those emotions known. Now we can't always just express emotions like a baby, right? But, But they flow through the child. And then as the mother, as the father, as the grandmother, as the people meet that baby's needs, the emotion is gone like it never happened. The second that bottle hits their mouth, (laughs) or whatever it is, the diapers changed. That emotion has just flowed through naturally. But as adults, so often those, those emotions get blocked. And those blockages create, like all blockages, just a lack of flow. And with a lack of flow, just like in a river, wherever a river's blocked, there's usually, or often a lot of disease or just unhealthy ecosystem that comes from that. And since we are nature, we're not separated from nature, we are a part of nature. And since we are a part of nature, we're meant to flow. So like the blockage in the stream that's often caused by a rock slide or a tree that's fallen, when we can simply move that tree, move that blockage, then things start flowing and we get immediate relief. So let's just say you've identified something in your shoulders that's tied, or even the muscles in your face. We can begin by simply identifying that there's tightness there and setting a very gentle intent to relax. Just set the intent to relax. And then whatever's there, allow that to be there. Sometimes awareness and being able to tolerate discomfort are 
awesome first starts. You don't have to make every little discomfort go away. And so often when we do that, we turn to all of these distractions to try to make the slightest discomfort go away, whether it be food, TV, cell phones, video games, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Although I am a proponent of rock and roll. (laughs) And those other things I've mentioned, I've certainly used all of them at times. But ultimately, is what we're turning to going to serve us and others well? Or is it ultimately just going to lead to an increase of this blockage, an increase of the emotional pain? So we begin by identifying where in the body do I feel contracted? Do I feel blocked? We set the gentle intention to relax, to relax and let it go. We allow that to be there, whatever it is. We sort of sit with it. We stay with it. And then I like to breathe into that area. Literally breathe right into the shoulders, breathe right into the heart if you feel hurt or heaviness in the heart. Breathe right into that. So we can do that right now. Maybe you can identify anything that's a little tight. Having identified an area of tightness Let's just simply for a few moments breathe into that area. I'm just going to breathe right into my heart. Setting the gentle intention to relax. Just setting a gentle intention to relax. And now staying with whatever it is that's arising, staying with it to the degree you can. This should not be overwhelming. If it's overwhelming, we can always go to a distraction. We should want to be pushing a little bit, but gently over time, not trying to remove all these obscurations, all of these false beliefs, all of this stuff at once. There's a gentleness, a patience, and a sense of humor that are so important in all of this. These things may have been a part of you for years, for decades, for generations, for millennia. This may be a core pain that's experienced from all of your generations right back to the beginning. They may have began with somebody being, I don't know, falling off a cliff in the middle of the Serengeti into a lava flow. Who knows, man? That would certainly rattle a person pretty well. (laughs) So... Gentleness, patience, sense of humor. As we learn to quiet our bodies, practicing like this, breathing in and breathing out, I calm my body. Breathing out, letting go, I calm my body. Breathing in, breathing out, I calm my body and staying with whatever arises. As we breathe into that area, that is bringing mindfulness to the point of suffering. And the very act of bringing that mindfulness to the point of suffering is taking very good care of that suffering. Now, sometimes that alone will bring you immediate relief 
and whatever it is will just fade. Now ultimately it'll all fade because everything changes, constantly changes, is completely impermanent. But that's not really the point. The point is, in doing this process, you're learning to take better care of yourself. You're showing yourself a level of kindness by simply bringing the mindfulness to the point of pain. If you're not feeling tightness in the body, it might be emotions that you're feeling. The same thing with emotions. You're aware of the emotion, anger, anxiety, hurt, anything that's difficult for you. You breathe right into that emotion. And that way, there's the difficulty there, but there's also this energy of loving kindness, of mindfulness that's there at the same time. And you stay with it. I don't know if you can hear right now, but a bunch of Canadian geese have decided to join us. And with them, flying alongside them is a hawk. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, right now there's a flock of geese flying over and a hawk was cruising along with them. Boy, I bet that didn't help them relax too much. <laughs> I wonder if they're doing the same thing we're trying to do. Breathe again. I know there's a hawk next to me. Breathe it out. I'm trying not to panic. Try not to freak out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where were we? All right. So we're breathing into this point. We're identifying the contraction, identifying the obscuration in the body, in the emotions, maybe even in the thoughts. We're setting the gentle, relaxed intention for that to relax. We can breathe gently into that area. And I suggest you do that for a few minutes. Allow some space. You're really sort of breathing into the pain, ventilating, bringing air, bringing flow into the area of difficulty. And from there, you're sort of staying with it. And as we practice like this, there will come at some point an insight, an understanding of the exact nature of the suffering, an exact nature of the difficulty. And it may be in that deep-held belief, like, I'm stupid, I'm ugly, I'm fat. Man, if that's your view, if that's your belief system, you are guaranteed to suffer. But you can't just tell somebody, hey, that's not true, think differently. But you can start to take better care of the internal world. Even recognize you believe things like that, or I'm not good enough some way I'm just not what I need to be. I wish I was her. I wish I was him. Well, when we do that, we're saying there's, that reveals an underlying belief that there's something not right about me. Okay. That's what I'm thinking right now. I'm going to breathe into that idea of there's just something not right, something not good enough. I'm going to set the gentle intention to relax it. As you do that over time, there may be memories, there may be things, events that come in that show you where that began. That may happen, it may not. But as you create space, as you allow these feelings, these contractions to emerge, 
You set the general intention to relax them. You allow them to be there. You bring your mindfulness and your kindness, the gentleness, the patience, the sense of humor to that pain. You stay with it, setting the intention to stay with it for a while. If it's too much, back away, do something else, talk to somebody, whatever. But as you stay with it, create space, ventilating that issue, then the insights will emerge. And those insights will often just help things melt away. Now, we don't always need insights for things to change. We can get relief right here and right now in so many ways. But this is sort of the process that I often use working with myself, working with others, that is a wonderful way to identify blockages, identify obscurations, and find some relief now, find some relief long-term, and start reprogramming those parts of you that are blocked, that are obscured, that are hurting. So I hope you find this incredibly helpful. Practice, practice, practice. Patience, gentleness, sense of humor. At Behavioral Essentials, we intend to help a lot of people. And today we hope we helped you. So join us for our next session. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And visit our website at behavioralessentials.com. Thanks for listening.